0: see above. put on your hard hats and invisible gloves
1: going... hello and welcome to two old guys on the back porch i am steve scotch and we have the lovely and talented cat that's c-a-t if you're scoring at home showing a little leg cat what's going on
0: hey how y'all doing we can be found on stitcher spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and all your premiere podcast platforms we also can be found on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a follow. Uh, this week, our two shout-outs. One is Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Fitch- Vicksburg? Fit. Fit. F- F- <laughs> Fitz. Got burg Massachusetts. Then on the Nassau River, it has a hilly topography, regional parks, and lovely little Neighborhood Enclaves. Our other town is Rotterdam, New York. They're near Schenectady. Historically, Rotterdam's a great place for baseball. They have a lot of teams that do well in Little League and Babe Ruth tournaments. Giving y'all a big old cheer.
1: All right, as you know, alcohol is always here on the back porch. And alcohol, it can make a bad day good or it can make a bad day worse. It could go either way. Today I'm doing Dossey's Amber. It's always Amber and always with the lime. Cat, what you got?
0: I must be thinking spring is in the air because I did a gin and tonic. And it's I'm,
1: nice on the porch.
0: I'm trying. You know, apparently the Reynoldses have got me by the not only the bottle, the tonic water, because I'm traveling Blake Lively's uh, Betty Buzz. Tonic water, and it's pretty good.
1: Ryan's got that, too? The wife. Oh, the wife does The that wife
0: one. has, she just had baby number four this week, wow. so. it's
1: a pretty little bottle, too. Yeah. They have that at your Total Wine, if you have one of those near you.
0: Or your Publix.
1: Oh, right. Chin and tonic going back in the day. All right, today we're going to discuss the troubles that touring bands are facing post-coronavirus pandemic gone we hope you know here we are what two years removed from this thing you know back a couple years ago no venues were open no bands on the road the whole thing was just crickets so now we got the venues are back open bands are back on the road
0: you don't need the special little jab in the arm card to bring along with?
1: Well, what we have now is a lot of bitching and complaining. <laughs> There's so much crying. I, I don't know where to start. You know, now, we're not talking about, about bands like Kings of Leon or Coldplay. You suck. The 1975 Metallica. We're talking about bands on a smaller scale. Right. Mid-level, whatever.
0: Your indies.
1: Yeah, um, whatever. I've heard The Pretenders, uh, Lord, if you know who she is, they they said the road just ain't worth it.
0: Yeah, Chrissy and them, they tried to do a, a tour in 2022, and Girlfriend just said the financing just really wasn't working out. Numbers you aren't know.
1: crunching up right.
0: You know, it, she said it, at that point, you know, either we have to start humping our own stuff th- gear (laughs) right Uh, it's it's just not it's well that's why i don't have a
1: whole lot of pity
0: financially working out
1: you know the thing that that set me off i always like to tell you why we bring up these topics was this thing popped up on my phone in the google news area it it was some metal band from atlanta and i'm not going to name the band because basically i can't pronounce it anyway but this band
0: who is Google Schmookins or they, something?
1: They set up a GoFundMe page because they went out on tour and lost money. Now, this band that nobody cares about—a metal band from Atlanta. Nothing against metal, at least not yet. Um, they made the bad decision, right? They went out on tour where they thought they could pick up a few fans, maybe break even. And, and they end up going in the hole for a couple thou, okay? And now they want us to pick up the tab? I, I just, I, I couldn't believe, you've got to be kidding. You know, here the list of the grievances, not just from the metal band in at Atlanta, who will remain nameless, but, but all these other bands that are out there trying to take it on the road. One of the gripes is people just aren't, going out to see live shows like they used to. Um, me and Kitty Cat, we used to go see bands all the time. We haven't been in a couple years. Yeah, Basically, because we can't find anything to go see. I mean, we're we're two old guys on the back porch, so the scene has kind of passed us over. The couple man. places we go to, we pull up the schedule, who's coming, and we don't know the hell, who the hell any of them are. <laughs> I mean...
0: I don't know. The last thing we went to go see was a Talking Heads tribute band, which was really good. It's right. a really good local band that does Talking Heads. Right. But there wasn't anybody there. It Plus, was crickets. It was I mean, 105 this... degrees. That <laughs> right. was. That also might have been the reason why nobody was I there. Mean,
1: it, here's one reason maybe. And
0: they're really good.
1: Right. That, that people aren't going to shows. You know, back in my day, I, I would go out. And pay like five or ten bucks to go see bands and and sometimes i, I didn't even know who the hell they were just might discover something new you don't know well now it's like 50 60 bucks to go see a band you never freaking heard of i mean that's I'm, that's too much of an experiment for me um one of the other things these bands are bitching about is hotel rooms <laughs> are too expensive i'm like are are you fucking kidding a hotel room dude you've got to be kidding i I didn't know they got to stay in hotel rooms i thought you slept in the van i I don't know maybe i'm missing something um here's another gripe of course is the price of gas which which we all know varies right quite a bit from state to state if you're in cali what is it ten dollars a gallon over there i don't know so you know, say you're on a tour bus that holds, I don't know what these things hold, 100, 150 gallons. If gas, like out here, it's like usually like three to four bucks. I mean, you're talking about like five, four or five hundred bucks right. to fill this damn thing up. You know, here's the thing. If these bands don't have a $1,000 laying around for gas money, then stay local, okay? Play your little regional area where you're at and Skip the big gas price. Yeah, and we're it, going on tour. <laughs> here's tour. So, here's you know, so. And, and right
0: now there isn't like you know, at one time, I guess LA was a scene for harder rock bands, and then Seattle area was grunge. There's nothing any place right now. And then punk was up in New York. Right. There's nothing right now where Scenes. there's a, like a scene where right. new and innovative. New and innovative stuff is coming out. It's all on YouTube or something?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Here's something. I think it's called a merch rate or a venue commission. Or maybe that's two separate things. But anyway, these places where these bands play, I did not know this. They're taking a cut from the merchandise these bands sell that night now, to me, that's some dirty shit. I mean, to me, how much money could that really add up to? I understand if The Killers or Jane's Addiction or, or somebody's playing there, that, that money might add up to something, right. T-shirt sees whatever. The
0: National always has great T-shirts.
1: Right. right. But, but I mean, if if it's like three young metal bands right. playing at like a 500-capacity club on a Wednesday night in the venue, they're, they're really going to take a cut. Out of their T-shirt sales and stickers or whatever they're selling, right? I mean, evidently this shit's been going on for years. I, I didn't know it. I know there's always been a pay-to-play system uh, when you're first starting, but that—that's a little ridiculous. Some of these venues, they put their own employees at the merch table to keep up, like with an accurate count, so they're not getting ripped off. I don't know. That—that's pretty well, chicken so- shit.
0: Major, I don't know. Back in our day, when we we used cash. Mm hmm. And maybe the plastic thing is what they're using now.
1: Maybe. I didn't think about that. I mean, the bands, me and the wifey go see, and, and she knows this. I usually go up there, right, and buy you or me a t shirt, right, sticker, sticker to put on the truck. You know, it. And it always looks like the person selling the stuff is like a roadie or one of the right. guy's girlfriends. Right. Uh, but as far as the whole merch thing goes, and by the way, can we stop saying merch? That's so annoying. <laughs> I hate the fucking the merch. merch. I don't know the lingo anymore. Everything's passed me by. But you know, as far as t-shirts, CDs, stickers, do they still sell CDs? No. I'm a CD guy. I've
0: told you this. Okay. No.
1: There's no. Well, the, the one problem the prices of this shit has gotten stupid right i mean even bands like on a lower scale they want like 30 bucks for a freaking cheaply made t-shirt i mean come on man i mean i, I remember me and me and the dudes went and saw kiss on their final tour which was about 30 years ago <laughs> I maybe mean, it was the first final tour and they wanted like 80 bucks for a t-shirt and this was like 1989 or some shit i mean Kiss, kiss will never end. It will go on forever. Hell, Kanye West, he was selling T-shirts a couple years ago for 200 a pop at his shows. Okay? Now, this dude's supposedly worth millions. Well, he was.
0: He was until Adidas said, no, thank you. I mean, you. T- to me. No, thank you to your racism.
1: The, the, the T-shirts, the stickers, buttons, they're advertisements, right? Like right. Like, I wear a T-shirt. Old Crow Medicine Show. I wear their T-shirts all the time, stickers on the truck, because I want people to come up and ask me, like, who is that band? What type of music do they play? And I've had it happen. And spread the word. You know, hey, check them out. They're great. So I, I don't know. Why ruin that by gouging people on overpriced merch? I don't know. These bands are losing a lot of business. When people walk over to the merch table... And see the prices of this stuff and just walk away. Um, let's see. You know, you look at it, they're saying people aren't coming out as they were. Just say me and the wifey go out, see a mid level band. It's, swifty. it's 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 gonna cost me fifty to sixty five dollars a ticket. We go in there, we get a couple drinks. They're twelve bucks a pop, that's twenty five bucks for a couple drinks hell me and wifey go out to see a band now it costs me 300 bucks oh yeah that's no bullshit and a lot of people don't have 300 dollars laying around no
0: and i think sometimes like you know we talked about the stadium tour i think people are realizing bands are realizing maybe you know if i grouped with other people to do the tour Maybe more people would come out. Like, there's one I've, I already talked about with Steve about that's coming out, which I think is a great tour. It's um, uh, let's see, Brandy Carlile, Pink, and who just who just got a got in the Hall of Fame? Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar. I thought, you know, that take that those three names expand how many generations? mothers and daughters will go see that tour so that might be worth going to see that's a good idea some other some other combinations
1: that's a good idea you know some of these bands are pissing and moaning the ones that are crying they need to rethink their strategy here's another bitch i heard about having to pay the bus driver (laughs) or how much it costs they they can't find a bus driver. They they can't find one. It's hey, too much to pay.
0: Go get your own CDL. Go get a license. class B,
1: <laughs> and get your lazy ass twenty something off your ass and get up there and drive it yourself. It's a I driver.
0: Mean, and some of them, you know, may not if they're young enough. Some of them may not even have a driver's license yet, but they're complaining about. Having some a bus of these driver. bands
1: don't even warrant a tour bus. Okay, <laughs> back in my day, it was an Econ- Econoline mm-hmm. Ford passenger van. With, and you got a little small U-Haul to put the shit in the back. Believe and, and me, our it.
0: Windstar did quite a few trips, <laughs> up and down the yeah. road with uh, equipment a in the back. A minivan.
1: <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. I mean, listen to some of these bands with their small followings and their small brains crying that the hotel didn't have a heated pool. I mean, this shit's falling on deaf ears. I mean, here here's the final chapter in this long list of complaining coming from bands trying to, to make a dollar on tour. Wait a second, let me get a tissue first. I might shed a tear.
0: Oh goodness me. All
1: right, look, this this is what's happening to some of these cats. All right, some of these bands had already sold tickets to shows before the corona hit. Right. So the shows got postponed, Post-pone, canceled, whatever. Postponed. Not their fault. Not their fault. But see, now it's time for them to honor their commitment. Right. The fans paid for the tickets. They were told this show is going to go on at some point in time, so now they're going back <laughs> out, out on the road to try to to put on a show for to money they already the, got to paid honor for. their commitment, and they're bitching about it. Why? Because it, the prices have gone through the roof, and that okay? money that they got is earlier long is been gone, gone
0: down the river five days ago.
1: Again, that that was something they walked into by accident, but. You know, man up and do it. You know, some of these bands that are doing the bitching, they're lucky to have five people show up anyway. So so just get up there, do your 15 crappy songs, and then pap up, pack up your gear and go back where you came from. I mean, nobody nobody thinks about the fans. Nobody's crying for them who, were, yeah. who was out 50, 70, 100 bucks and been sitting for two years waiting for your ass to show up. And then you get up up there and do a half ass fucking show because you don't want to be there knowing, you know, you you don't want to be there. We're not making any money on this show, so let's just play the songs and get out of here. I don't know. I would buy a ticket to anything right now, any freaking way, because around here, all you hear about is concerning live music is the word canceled. Um, Somebody broke their ankle. Somebody tested positive, somebody's got the flu, somebody's vocal cords are sore. You buy a ticket to see a band these days, you got like a 50 50 chance of them showing up any freaking way. Hell, like I said, we can't even find a show to go to. I mean, we, we looked on the schedule, like Kat said, we went and saw a Talking Heads cover band. That's what we're down to out here. We looked at it like the next eight months around here, we got an Almond Brothers tribute band, Pink Floyd that that band's been here 50,000 times. I'm not standing there listening to that. I know what Pink Floyd sounds like. Tom Petty Tribute Band, Love Tom Petty. I'm not Led Zeppelin Tribute Band, Zozo, whatever. They've been here a million freaking times. We got the leg warmers doing a bunch of 80 songs. We might go see that. That's how go desperate see we are. The leg <laughs> and then there's some other crap called uh what does it say by the '90s? I didn't know there was any songs in the '90s worth what of was shit the name to cover. Of
0: that Cure band that got that one? Band? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, the Imaginary Boys. They were good. I know. They don't play any. They, they play like play. <laughs> once a year.
0: <laughs> the Imaginary Boys are so good.
1: Seriously, we're down to cover bands, and and they want forty and fifty bucks to go see that shit. I, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where this thing's going. Um, again, will it be more of the haves and the have-nots? The bigger bands, they're going to keep on rolling along, making big bank, right? But if you're looking for a good, you know, smaller band, if, if you're a smaller band trying to break through right now, it's got to be brutal. I, I don't know. It's, it's not looking good for the music fan. Regular Joe, like us, is just getting priced out of another form of entertainment, basically. And live music, it's supposed to be a fun night out, right? Right. Don't worry about the money. You know, you go out a couple times a year, whatever. You know, put on your best pair of jeans. (laughs) The band sets up and plays. You get a beer, head to the stage. Everybody has a good time. Good time. That's what it's all about. Hopefully, we can get back to that sometime soon. All right, we're going to roll right into one tough son of a bitch. Whoa. This week, it's Sigmund Freud. Born in 1856 from a town, Freeburg. I'm as free as a bird now. Freeburg, and I guess it's now Czechoslovakia, Czech right. Republic. Right. Okay. Sigmund Freud, he was born with a call, which is C A U L, which is like this membrane. I guess maybe if. Like when a cow or a calf or something pops out, they got this membrane around them. Right. He had that on him. And they they rip it off because it's like around your head and face and stuff. And his mother told him it was good luck to have a call. Oh. And she was damn right, wasn't she? I mean, one of the most brilliant individuals to grace this planet ever. Inventor of, I can't say it, psychoanalysis. Psychoanalysis. Nailed it verona high school education paid Yikes. off you know you just sit down and you talk about your feelings how many therapists have made piles of money over that
0: let's see uh the, he thought cocaine was a miracle drug
1: oh geez
0: uh the, his famous couch was a gift from a grateful patient hmm. the nazis burned his books and drove him to move to austria of course they ended up invading austria later uh Four of his six sisters died in Nazi concentration camps.
1: Wow.
0: Oh, and thieves attempted to steal his ashes.
1: Wow. Sigmund came up with free association transference.
0: Mm-hmm, transference. Like, like, I love the dog, and I love you, and I transferred my feelings to the dog because you're dead, or I don't know, something like
1: that. The Oedipus Complex?
0: We talked about that with the... uh, Milf Manitl the other week. Ooh,
1: analyzing dreams. That's the one I want to get into. I have some <laughs> weird dreams. I want somebody to analyze. The, you, need,
0: you know what you need? You need a dream journal to sit by your bed and write down. I those. can
1: remember them. They're so livid and real. Oh my it's my gosh. The uh, the, psych, the psychic structure. Yeah. ID, I mean, the id, ego, and superego. Right. Sigmund Freud They're got... They're
0: all the principles of psychoanalysis.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, he got... Inside the human brain like no one ever has. You know, psychology is taught in every university in the world. That was the only class in college that I actually had interest in was psychology. And look, with all the anxiety and depression we got going on these days, Sigmund Freud's techniques are still being used today to get people back on track, right? Right. Uh, Married to the same lady for 53 years.
0: Bless her. And he
1: lived... the grand old age of 83 and that made Sigmund Freud one tough son of a
0: bitch and you are doing what you're watching this week
1: can you give me a little touch over here all right what you're watching I usually lay back and let kitty cat do this one but as y'all all know, a couple weeks ago, the Super Bowl 57 was on. Super Bowl 57, how do I know that? Because they said Super Bowl 57 like 800 times. Now, what I don't understand is how in the hell do we ruin the game of football? It's We've taken technology and used it in so many negative ways. And first of all, I didn't have a dog in the fight. I did not care either way, Philadelphia or Kansas City. I could care less. You know, I I did want Philadelphia to win so they could show their ass and flip over some cars and burn some shit. I wanted it
0: to win because we had a local guy who was a player there who also That's went true. to uh, Hound Springs and yeah. Clemson. Who yeah,
1: pretty good player. Yeah, true. Actually, Philadelphia showed their ass anyway. Whether they won or lost, they still flipped over cars and burned shit. Way Bus to go! Philly. are coming down. Philly fan is a dodgy joker. I'm telling you. All right, here we go with these, these these freaking video reviews. If you watch the game and you're a football fan or whatever, you know I can't take this shit anymore. Is 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 it a catch? Is it not a catch? Did he control the ball to the complete the catch? Did he maintain possession? It's all this semantics, semantics of catching a fucking football. I, I, I don't understand. It's driving me effing insane. I can't take it. I mean, Super Bowl 57, they had three effing plays where we got to sit there for I don't know how long and wait for the video review idiots to get it dead wrong. Okay? Let, let's go back. I was all about video replaying and everything. But after that game, I'm, I'm sick of this shit. All right, first of all, you got the game on Fox, which is the worst network in the history of television. Now, they, start, they got this shill on there named Mike Perea or whatever his freaking name is. He, he's on there. He's their video, what do you call him, official announcer, right. whatever this shit. He's supposed to be looking at it and then telling you whether they got the call right or not. Well, well the sorry-ass announcers, they go to him every time. Not that they care, but the the announcers have nothing to commentate for like 10 freaking minutes while we're waiting for them to look at this video over and over. So we'll go to him. And every time they go to him, he sides with the refs. Every freaking time. It's a freaking joke.
0: It's an easy job. Oh, yeah. I mean, look. That's what you're supposed to do. Just
1: go back. Let the old dudes on the field make the freaking calls. Okay? Right or wrong. It's all going to even out anyway. Hell, They got 30 cameras zeroed in on every play, and they still fuck it up. I don't know. Super Bowl 57. How about this shitty field they played on? Did anybody discuss? These dudes look like they were on ice. Right, Kat? Am I wrong? Yeah,
0: okay. So, Down he goes. So the word was, this, is, this was a special turf that they rolled out of the stadium. It was
1: special, all right.
0: And they're supposed to have sun. Well, they didn't roll, roll it out for a couple of days, so it was still wet well, when they put the paint on it.
1: Well, there was paint from one end of that son of a bitch to the it, other. Can we just have to, a field?
0: It was supposed to be a drier field than it was.
1: God knows. It, it, it was brutal. You know, a lot of people watch the Super Bowl for the commercials, and Basically, that's probably the only reason your girl is even sitting beside you. You know, the one time a year she's going to watch a football game is just to see the so commercials. But we're, they were pretty good.
0: Commercials were
1: good. Um, I really liked the one with Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow,
0: that was good. Everybody
1: knows I'm a big fan. <laughs> Jack Harlow. And <laughs> the, the Triangle Doritos commercial. It was smart. It was I, smart. I, Doritos usually puts a little brain into it this puts thing. You,
0: visually, yes. That's a triangle. He, he's playing a triangle. The Dorito
1: is the shape of a triangle. It is an instrument. And if you don't know who Jack Harlow is, don't worry. Don't worry. He, he's a white stoner rapper. Probably headed for obscurity here very soon. But he, he did a great okay. job in their commercial.
0: There was one commercial that was later in the broadcast and Steve hadn't seen for Dodge Ram and Isabella you know becoming a family that likes uh, have electrical car and it had of, sexual
1: in the end in, in double,
0: double entendres involved in it if, go go find it you it's had to watch
1: good. it and really listen to yeah. it to know what was going on you know if you get older and the plumbing starts going bad you'll understand it all right not that i, I just would didn't have enough it's power to <laughs> She's laughing for a reason. Okay, all right, let's move on. All right, so h- here was another great performance during the game, and it wasn't Patrick Mahone's in a doing another acting job in a not so funny State Farm commercial. It was his acting job on the field. Now, dude had a bum leg. Now, let's, I'm gonna give it. He had, his ankle was wrapped up. Well, he got tackled, and he limps off the field, and he's crying, and it looks like he's been shot in the leg. And then magically, he comes back in the second half. Coming and back just in. Throwing darts everywhere. <coughs> Wait <to> a man up, <coughs> Patrick. I, <coughs> was, I was so worried. <coughs> I don't know about y'all. <coughs> now, let's look at the halftime show. Now, everybody's giddy now. The halftime show gets more run in the freaking game. And to me, Rihanna killed it. I she thought she was it. great. Rihanna did all the need, hits.
0: She didn't need anybody else up there.
1: Nope. Usually they'll slip in some.
0: Female b- empowerment, pregnant, while she was doing it. I mean...
1: She was 60 feet above the field on that little platform. I was peeing in my pants just watching. (laughs) I was like, I couldn't have done it.
0: Anyway, I thought she did a fabulous job. Of course, she didn't do every single one of her hits, but she got a lot in there. I thought, you know...
1: She's she was, been kind of underground for a while. have you know, hadn't seen and, her in a while. And
0: those of you expecting a new album, uh, eh, I think she's working on baby number two right
1: yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, she That's showed everybody. Important. She showed it.
0: She showed it. She the, brought it out. I thought the
1: choreography was great, the way the dudes were dancing, or guys and girls, whoever was dancing. I thought it was good. It was, it was not over the top. It was simple, and it was simply good. Right. Um, the National Anthem, which I usually don't bet on some people bet on the national anthem about how long it's going to be you
0: bet on the national anthem? how
1: long it's going to be oh, and if geez. they're going to screw it up it's all kind of prop bets but i'm gonna prop tell you bets. what that was the best national anthem ever performed at a super bowl i'm we calling one of it,
0: the coaches crying
1: i cried chris stapleton in his fender guitar i mean the star spangled banner Best live version i ever heard. I mean, I almost did shed a tear, but it's that good. Thank you, Chris. All right, back to the game. Now, the game of football that is now a shell of what it once was, magically this thing was tied up with five minutes to go. Now, if you didn't think that was going to happen, you need to wake the, wake up. I mean, do you think one team was going to beat the hell out of the other one 35 to nothing so we could change the channel? This shit is not. I'm telling you, there's something crooked about it. Steve, I don't give a shit. Fixie, fixie, fixie. I don't care. I see it with my own eyes. If you watch games during the season, there's very few blowouts. But that for go.
0: those of us that were there for Rihanna, my daughter and I were into it. We were watching every single second of it. Well, it was exciting.
1: Yeah, that's what they want. Okay. Next year in the su- Super Bowl 58, Super I want to see the Buffalo bills are going to be in it too. by the way, I just it's all scripted, and I, I got the script ahead of time. Put your money on Buffalo. They might not win it, but they're going to be in it. Trust me, it's its it it shit. It. Is, I'm telling you it's plain as, as a nose on your face. They want this thing to go down to the end. I've said it on these podcasts before. They, if, if you're paying six million dollars for a 30 second commercial, they don't want this t- th- that game cut off in the fourth quarter. They're going to make you watch that bitch down to the last minute, and that's what they did. I don't care what anybody says. That call at the end of that game, when they called pass interference and, and basically gave Kansas City the game right there, it was bullshit. Them guys are holding each other the whole game. Offensive line is holding the whole game. Defensive backs are holding the whole game. And we're going to call a free. They didn't call any penalties on anybody. And then that last drive with Kansas City down there, they that dude grabbed his jersey. I'm not saying he didn't. He grabbed the dude for two seconds. Nobody mentioned that the ball was 20 yards over in the end zone, nowhere near his ass. They used to say uncatchable ball, or he couldn't have caught it anyway They end the throw the flag. Nobody said shit about that. I don't, I'm not buying any of it. I don't care. Way to go. We ruined another sport because of greed. The almighty dollar. It's worth about 10 cent right now. Kat, what are we drinking?
0: We have the swan today. Right. This
1: one's very easy.
0: It's very easy. It's uh, a dash of bitters, three dashes of lime juice, one part triple sec, one part gin. Hmm. So if. Is that it? That is it right there and as they say on drink masters it is alcohol forward.
1: Cat made us a made us a swan.
0: And I the closest I could get to any history there was a swan that was uh Charles Lloyd brought down from to Florida back hmm. in 1910. He took Paris Swan ship from Connecticut to to Lake Lucerne oh, and uh One of them was called Billy. He was called the tyrant of Lake Lucerne because he would chase children and cars and killed his mate, Sally. Love it. So anyway, he ended up uh, being uh, taxidermied, and he's in the (laughs) local... uh,
1: Cuckoo farm. No, he's
0: in the local museum there.
1: (laughs) He chased cars?
0: And the local uh, bartenders at the woods, the Courtesy Bar in Hanson, all went and created cocktails and... For the tale of Orlando's first swan.
1: Oh, wow. That's quite a story. Don't know if it's true. Don't know if it's true, but. <laughs> sounds like a movie. Okay, again. <laughs> Billy, Billy the tyrant swan. Y- you got your mixing glass with ice, shot of gin, shot of triple sec, some lime juice.
0: Yeah, three dashes.
1: Three dashes of lime juice and dash of bitters. Bitters, you got to be careful with that stuff. Just put a little dash. Put all this in your mixing glass, your gin, triple sec, lime juice, which is in like in every single drink, and a dash of bitters. Stir the shit out of it, and bam. Give the swan a try. All right, Kat, we're going to give it a try. Was your martini glass chill? Yes, I did put it in the fridge first. <laughs> That's We either made that wrong <laughs> I'm sorry. As
0: a gin drinker, to me, it's not bad.
1: Okay, I'll let you have that one.
0: I, uh, you know, I could drink it.
1: Go for it, then guzzle down. You
0: didn't that even ad- talk about my new shirt. Let, let the, f- the let the fu- let the fun be be gin.
1: I like your new shirt, baby. <laughs> cool. All right, today we were bumpered in with a band called Nada Surf. Formed in 1992 from New York City, New York. New Math- York City. Matthew, Daniel, Ira, and Doug. Still going strong. 30 years later. Shoot, I didn't look where they were touring. I didn't know this, but Rick Kasich from one of my favorite bands ever, The Cars, because The Cars actually made albums and their first two or three albums. You could just put them on and listen to them. Rick Kasich, he helped get Nada of surf off the ground. Now, Here's my history with Not A Surf. The first song I ever saw or heard was on MTV. It was called Popular. Popular. And it was on constant rotation, like 90, mid-'90s 90 somewhere. And I hated that freaking song. And I still hate it. Popular. But then I had a friend of mine give me a couple CDs later on down the road. And I hear these songs always love do it again um the song we had bumpered in today i like what you say and it changed my whole observation on not a surf I, I think they're great if if they come to a town near you go see them cat and i and the friend i'm talking about eric eric we miss eric, you shout out eric we saw not a, surf in a small so we saw him was, was a tiny club right. in charlotte Charlottesville's feels like 50 minutes west of here and they were freaking great. Were they? Not, they, they, were not, great. they were tight. Sound guy was they were on tight it. tight and right. I'm telling you, the crowd was into it. It was a really great show. Okay.
0: The song, See These Bones, was inspired by a tomb of a monk They, the band saw in Italy. A hmm. little tidbit there.
1: All right. Check out Not A Surf. I'm telling you, they're worth the ducats. They're a great band. We want to thank everybody for listening. We will see you all down the road. See ya. I was on the wagon I thought I was done You have to watch out When one falls in Another can't get out You say But I like what you say I like what you say